0: Good morning. Thank you for joining me on WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellefson. Happy Monday, I guess. I was just talking with my, my guest this morning, State Senator Mary Felskowski, about sleep deprivation, of which I am guilty of today. So she is chipper and delighted, I think, to join me this morning. Good morning, Mary. How are you?
1: I am great, Megan. yes, I'm very delighted to join you this morning.
0: <laughs> well, you're probably not sleep-deprived, so that's I probably part of it, so yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I mean, even if, even if it weren't, what, physiological, there's so much to be lying awake worrying about with regard to our country and our state that, uh, you know, take a number. There's all mm-hmm. kinds of issues that we can talk about. I know it's been a bit since you've been on the show, and I'm glad you're back, and I know we were um delighted i guess that's the wrong word because the state of the state was in the last what was it last week or the week before with the Mm -hmm. governor weeks ago yeah Yeah. okay yeah so how soon i forget and i presume that uh, there really wasn't much uh optimism for republicans in what tony evers was talking about
1: so i was very shocked at the governor's state of the state it was not a state of the state how are we doing it was a pre-budget address and i think he's spent close to 5 or $6 billion in that budget address. Um, he's going to be a very heavy handy spending this time. And we're hearing a lot, and I mean, even as people come into my office, well, you're sitting on $7 billion. You're sitting on $7 billion. We are. But I really want to caution people that $4.5 billion of that, Meg, is one-time money. We had, and I've been saying this for two years, we've had $52 billion come into the state from ARPA funds. That's a one-time investment. That is where that four and a half billion's been generated from. People had all this money and they spent it, so that's increased corporate tax returns because corporations made profits based on all this extra money in the retail and it's an increase in the sales tax and the corporate sales tax um, as a result of this too. So this is one-time money there's about 2.8 billion that is just increased revenue that would have happened without all this ARPA money coming in. So the state is in a very good place, but people's expectations need to be reined in. Um, So as we're going through this budget process, we're looking at how do we spend one-time money? Um, We're looking at not bonding this year and paying for our roads and paying for our building maintenance and repair with cash. What a concept, huh? Um, Instead of you know build bonding and borrowing extra money right now the state's bonding is about 16.9 percent it takes of our budget and um to be in, in perfect physical or financial position we should be under 10 percent. so we're on the right trajectory every year it's going down you know we did all the big heavy bonding with the mega projects and transportation but we should still should get that bonding down so that's kind of how we're setting up for this budget I also want to preface, we also know that we have a 40% vacancy in corrections. We have, um, we have one county where there's no DA, whatever, and there's, we can't get public defenders, so we're bogging down our judiciary process. And our police officers do a really good job, but if we can't prosecute people and move them through, what good does that do? So we know we're going to have to spend money there when on wages and, and paying people compared to the private sector. So there's going to be demands on this budget. And all of the Republicans in my caucus as well as in the Assembly are committed to a tax cut because if we're bringing in $3 billion services surpluses, then we're charging people too much.
0: Well, I, I'm not surprised. I'm delighted to hear that. You are all committed to a tax cut. Are you optimistic that uh, you're going to get Governor Vito to go along with it?
1: He will do a tax cut. It's going to be some delicate negotiations. Um, he does not want the flat tax. He still is a progressive tax guy. So we're going to try to um, move in that direction. You know, the surrounding states around us, Illinois, for God's sake, has a lower tax rate and on personal income tax as well as a flat tax. So if Illinois can get there, I would think Wisconsin get there. But I think it's going to be. It's going to take us longer to get there than what we would be happy with. But as long as we're moving in the right direction, I'll accept that.
0: So I saw this press release uh, that you and Rob Swearingen uh, put out uh, last week about uh, the, late, the, the lock to flambeau dispute. Can you talk a little bit about that and what's going on up there?
1: Sure. So this goes back a lot of years. But there's, there's homes and businesses that were built on lands that are accessed through roads across tribal land. Now, they had easements, but those easements ran out 10 years ago. And when the title companies did the title searches on this, they told these people that they had an easement. Well, they did, but they didn't tell them that the easement expired. So the tribe, since 2019, Lakota Flambeau tribe, there has been negotiating with the title company to purchase these lands or purchase a permanent easement for these residents and these businesses. The tribe is asking for $10 million. That has all fallen apart. So the tribe, to make its point, closed these roads, put up barricades. Um, And it's not funny. People are either trapped in their homes or they can't access their homes. We had a gentleman call our office. He's a diabetic. He needed insulin. We called the Vilas County Sheriff's Department. The sheriff called the tribal police. Tribal police said you can go in and escort him out, but and he can get to insulin, but he can't be allowed to return to his home.
0: That's outrageous.
1: We now, we have another lady who has a developmentally disabled child. She needs personal care workers to come in on a daily basis with her child. Um, they're not allowed in there, so she had to vacate her home, and she's living with family somewhere else. We have a business that's a restaurant in there that's totally shut down. Now I will give Governor Evers credit on this one. He has um, he was up there on Saturday trying to help these negotiations. The Bureau Tom Tiffany, Congressman Tiffany, has been working with the Bureau of Indian Affairs um, to try to find resolution at this at the federal level because it's kind of a it it's a very complicated situation. Like who has but we as state legislators, Rob and I, really can't do much. It's all it's it's federal with the tribes. Um, I know that the title company has offered the tribes a million dollars and they rejected that. They are now up to 20 million that they want for these lands. So our ask, I had reached out to chairman Johnson. Um, he did not pick up the phone, but I left him a voice message and I asked him to call me back if we could discuss this and just, these are innocent people in these homes. Give them 60 or 90 days to resolve this issue, but let people back into their homes. I have not heard from him.
0: It, it it appears to me to be extortion. I mean, I I don't know how else to characterize it. You don't have to comment if you don't want to stir the pot any longer. But
1: I'm very disappointed in the actions of the tribal council. I know um, I represent five of the twelve tribes in the state of Wisconsin, and I know that this action is not being supported by the other tribes. This is. Um, yeah, this is going to set relationships back years.
0: So, are you finding an unlikely ally in Governor Evers on this topic?
1: Um, I think you know what he's trying, and I'll give him credit for that. I'm not. I don't know how hard he's pushing. The um, lack of flambeau. All I know is he traveled. When we talked to his office last, he called Zach, his ledge liaison, called my staff's Mena on Friday, and said that the governor was traveling up there on Saturday. And he had been um, given access to the tribal lands, permission to come on tribal lands, and he was going to do some negotiations and try to work out a solution. Um, it's hard. I, I just, I don't know. It, to me, is, I, I don't disagree with what you said. You know, if they, the Bureau of Indians Affairs, Congressman Tiffany is trying to get a copy of the appraisal to show what is the value of that land. And even if we add on 10 years of interest or, you know, some punitive damages, I'm sure it's a million, million and a half, but it's not 10 or $20 million Nick. And then if, you know, you look in the last 10 years, the Chippewa have gotten 281 million from the federal government in funds to help with their situation up there. So uh, I just think their ask is unrealistic. Personal opinion.
0: Is there is there someone a third party that is influencing them and put and I guess encouraging or or enabling them to to do what they're doing or is this all they're doing this on their own?
1: I kind of, I, I don't know the answer to that, um, and it's hard because I don't have a relationship. We. I just picked up representing the Lacta Flambeau in the last redistricting, so I've only been their senator since January 1st. I've not had a chance to sit down with them, like I have the Menominee and the Potawatomi and others, um, so it's very hard for me to comment on that. Mm, okay. Yeah,
0: it's it just seems, uh, well, and I mean, how many how many residents are we talking about? Because... So, so what you're saying is these property owners that have been essentially barred from their properties—they are non-native. Is that correct? Correct.
1: Okay. Correct. So I was told it's between, a uh, right around between twenty, twenty-five, or thirty homes. I'm—I honestly don't know that, but it's about thirty, I guess. Oh, and you know, no one wants to go back to the time when we had the contentiousness of spearfishing and boat landings. Mm-hmm. But since then, we've added in the tribes don't want the wolf hunt. You know, the non-tribal members want the wolf hunt. You know, and there's other things in there. So actually, when we spoke with um, the governor's office, we said, we're not adverse to you having the National Guard up here just as a deterrent. Mm -hmm. Um, And the governor was reluctant to do that, um, as he said that that could cause even more inflammatory. Um, But he does have the state patrol on standby in the area. He's relocated some up here so that if something happens, there will be um, backup to the local police force.
0: Speaking of the wolf hunt, I see from your just most recent uh, le- uh, newsletter that I got emailed to me on Friday, uh, there's a wolf management plan listening session that's coming up uh, that the DNR is, is holding. Uh, Correct. Tomorrow, actually. So mm-hmm. does that, is is this... Is this a factor in this whole situation up up there?
1: Um, I don't think so because this was planned way way before. Um, but so I will tell you this: so Saturday, my husband and I went snowmobiling. So we were up around the Willow area, and we came down. There's a trail that's on the Iron Gate Road, um, and as we're going, three wolves came out. We're on the road in front of us. Ooh. And they're—I mean—until you see them in person, you do not realize how large they are and how intimidating they are. Uh, but I also think to myself, what if somebody breaks down out there? Or what if there's an accident? Yeah, it's... What do people do? Well, it... they were not overly afraid of us. I will tell you that. Like they stood in the woods and watched us ride by on our sleds. Uh, so.
0: Is it again, is is it just one of the tribes up there that is yes. opposed to
1: It's the Chippewa Band of Lacuterie it's Lac de Flambo. Mm-hmm. It's only the Lac Indian tribe that's doing this right now
0: and And there isn't anyone that can be a moderator between
1: so that's the Bureau of Indian Affairs, and I do not know how part that's a federal. I do not know how participation, how much participation they're having. Um, I know Congressman Tiffany is working on that. Tom and I have talked, but I do know Governor Evers went up there on Saturday. I don't know if there was any resolution.
0: Oh well, any uh, okay. So we talked about the budget. We we we've established really that the taxpayers in Wisconsin should should ideally, if we had a Republican governor, we would all see uh, some of that money returned to us. Is there Mm -hmm. any, do you foresee any, in this session, do you see any kind of, I don't know, silver lining, anything, a glimmer of hope that uh, we can glean to?
1: Well, you know, there's, um, I do think there's going to be compromise. You know, in the first session, Governor Evers was um, a little, believe it or not, a little bit more to move and work with us, even though he didn't have conversations you know, but the citizens of the state of Wisconsin reelected him. Citizens overall in the state of Wisconsin said, we want to split government. What a drag. So that's what we're working under. And we're going to move as much as we can on tax relief and, and helping to continue, you know, conservative values, putting money back into people's less government, you know, all of those things that you and I very much greatly believe in. But we're going to be hamstringed to a certain extent with a Democratic governor, but that's what the citizens in the state said they wanted.
0: Well, and uh, let's hope that we have a better result in this upcoming state Supreme Court election because there's a lot you know, at stake.
1: We, as elected officials, always say this is the most important race of your life, but this Supreme Court race is—if you want your property rights, you know everybody t- talks about abortion being the number one issue. Here, and I think that uh, people were turned out based on abortion. And then you have redistricting, and then you have prevailing wage, right to work. But over the last 10 years, um, Congressman Tiffany and I, um, Adam Jarko, when he represented us, myself, Rob, we fought for property rights for people in northern Wisconsin. We fought against eminent domain, people just coming in and taking your property for bike paths and some other things. That'll be gone, Meg. All of that will be gone.
0: There's so much at stake, and and, I mean, we could go through a a list that's a mile long.
1: So, and the other thing is, I don't know how much time we have left, but, you know, I'm watching what's happening to northern Wisconsin, the stewardship purchases, the conservation easements, and I am objecting to them. Now, there's a huge one in Langley County and Oneida County that I objected to, Um, It would take 56,000 acres and make it undevelopable into perpetuity. Hmm. And this is already areas of the state where the counties are 30%, 40%, up to 50% publicly owned land. You cannot have economic development. There is no wealth in America without land. So talk about the fact that most people's largest asset is their home or cottage or hunting land or recreational land. That all has land. You don't build a home in the air. Hmm. Second, farmers cannot produce without land. Timber sales, paper, you need land for that. I've, I did listening sessions last fall, and one of the largest things I heard is young people can't buy land up here. They're competing with the government on it. There's no public land for sale or private land for sale. So if we can't have young people move up here, buy a chunk of land, build a house, raise their families, invest in our schools, pay for our schools, you're slowly urbanizing Wisconsin.
0: That's the objective of the left too, and that's so frightening.
1: And I have said I'm not against the state owning land, but you explained to me we have inner we have people that are, live right around the poverty level or a little bit above. In a lot of our major cities in in the state, those cities are in southeastern Wisconsin. If our goal is to provide them land to recreate on, why are we doing it in northern Wisconsin? I think there's nothing healthier for young people or families to get out in the woods and go for walks and, you know, take your dog and have a great time. But if I, my income is at or below poverty level or right around that, family of four, even if you're you know, close to 100000 it's expensive today. How many of them are ever going to step on an acre of land in northern Wisconsin? They're not. So what is the purpose of this? And all of this land is right now an open MFL. It's totally accessible. But the left wants this conservation easement on there, so they can never ever be developed. Perpetuity is a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really—I don't know what—fundamentally transforming America. Who said that?
1: Yeah. So I actually objected to other ones through my role on joint finance, as it did, and I'm not the only one that's objected to this, to um, this purchase. But then Governor Evers backfilled them this summer with ARPA dollars, which I'm not sure is a legal use of the money. We're looking into that. But, yeah. Well, we
0: didn't even dive into it because you're still, I mean, you're an integral part of the JFC, right? Mm-hmm, Okay, yep. all right. Well, that'll be your next uh, visit back. So uh, now that uh, it's 2023, Mary Felskowski is back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and... You know, we got a lot of work for us. We're doing a lot of things. Um, I will just tell you there's good things to come. We'll see what we can do. PBM reform, hospital transparency, international physicians, licensing compacts. Um, I've spoke with Speaker Voss about getting dental therapy across the line in this session. So, yeah, there's a, there's some things that can get done. Um, it won't be tax returns, but it's looked at savings and lowering the cost for consumers in the state of Wisconsin.
0: State Senator Mary Felskowski working hard, not only for those in her district but also for us every wisconsin citizen thanks for joining me this morning i appreciate it thanks for the tip on uh sleeping better too I appreciate. oh you it.
1: got it <laughs> yep everybody enjoy their wake and be safe
0: yeah you too we'll talk again soon have a great day mary yep bye meg thanks gotta go to a break we'll be right back rolling right into the 8 30 news followed by the second half of feedback and my special guest will be joining me with an announcement and then if i have time after that i'll take some calls on wsau feedback